Step into the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm going to make him an offer he can't refuse. With family, cannolis, and spins mean everything. Now, you want to get mixed up in the family business. Introducing The Godfather at ChompaCasino.com. Test your luck in the shadowy world of the Godfather slot. Someday, I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play the Godfather, now at ChampaCasino.com. Welcome to the family. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. It's time for today's Lucky Land Horoscope with Victoria Cash. Life's gotten mundane, so shake up the daily routine and be adventurous with a trip to Lucky Land. You know what they say. Your chance to win starts with a spin. So go to LuckyLandSlots.com to play over 100 social casino-style games for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Get lucky today at LuckyLandSlots.com. Available to players in the U.S., excluding Washington and Michigan. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. And a hearty hello to each and every one of you out there on a little bit uh, late edition of Friday's Pro Football Show. It's been a hectic night. Uh, many people think after the picks are over that it is over. And it is for the media and for the fans. But uh, those of us scouting types, it was a, wasn't a late night. It was a early morning with uh, not so much as a nap, not complaining. But been very hectic. Yes, there is a lot of restacking the board or retouching up uh, things and looking over scenarios. It is a – I don't know how many trades are going to take place on Tuesday, but um, there's a lot more trade conversation that are going on right now and uh, all day today as we head into uh, round two. So we're going to get to kind of recapping round one for you. Um we're going to go kind of know, we'll just kind of get at it a little bit and certainly we're going to be here to uh, address your questions and certainly next week we'll have time to let it all settle a little bit and um, answer some of your questions about the picks and the players and the draft board and understanding it and we're going to get into a lot of that. But if you got anything specific, then that's what we're here for. Go to uh, contact Chris on uh, LandryFootball.com and send it to me. Uh, Reminder, this podcast brought to you by our great friends at 401k Generation. Uh, They are the experts in financial planning, and a lot of these folks that were drafted um, on Thursday night are going to need a lot of help with financial planning, money management. You may not be in the same uh, wealth category as those guys guys are, but you, I'm sure, can use some advice. Second opinion, first opinion on your investments and money management uh, issues. Give them a call. Give them a text at 1-866-998-5879. They're so good. Certainly recommend them to people in and out of football. They can help anybody. They are really experts in uh, helping you secure your money, um, create wealth, um, sustain which you have, so give them a call or a text today, one 998 
5879. Um, <clears throat> also a note, if you haven't noticed, the Pac-12 football and beyond was dropped on Thursday to give you that so that we can clear out today as I knew it was going to be late <clears throat> into the night, into the morning, and being able to be coherent enough to do a um, podcast is necessary. I think when I get done with this, I'm going to take a nap with the phone on because I know it's going to ring. I don't know, but, you know, hey, five minutes, ten minutes, power nap, hey, I'll take anything I can get right now. So how'd you enjoy the draft? Um, hope you enjoyed kind of how it uh, at least was presented. I didn't don't get a chance to listen, which is thankful for me. I don't. Um, you know, I'm involved in my stuff. I hope you've got a chance to – to follow us on Twitter at Landry Football, if you <clears throat> want to spread the word um, of the Twitter feed at Landry Football, we were able to get um, you know inside the you know draft room, obviously dealing with these teams, um, kind of where they were going and where trades are coming up and where you know the picks are coming uh, maybe a little bit before you hear it. So if you if you follow and you want to get a good feel and you're you're not happy with all the look, it's a it's I get a lot of feedback and I have nothing to do with the T V stuff, but you know, people are complaining a lot about that um you know, it's a it's a TV production and it takes too long. Well the picture in in most cases what it is is it is a TV production. They've got a lot of pre packaged stuff that they want to get in and a lot of talking heads about how good it is, yada, yada, yada. What does it mean? So it's a TV production. That's what it is. That's why they spread it out over, you know, three days. And uh, that's kind of what it is. But if you want to know the nuts and bolts and truly what's going on, we'll have the information for you on Twitter at Landry Football. And then, of course, complete evaluations. Every pick. We got them up by team. Go to LandryFootball.com. Every pick. Explain, you know, who they got and, and the circumstances behind it. We'll get into that for you, and we'll do that after uh, the second, third round Friday night and, of course, on Saturday. And, of course, you'll have that point every team, every pick evaluated. And, oh, yes, we'll be very busy on Saturday afternoon and evening with the undrafted free agent signing. So let's get into kind of how things played out from the start of the process. There was no surprise with Joe Burrow going one. It was done pretty much in advance, and uh, obviously I think everyone knew that. And We've been talking about how that decision was solidified and, and certainly finalized on uh, Wednesday, and they moved forward with uh, with that pick as expected. Did not – got some calls, but um, the most aggressive was, was with by Miami – but nothing there that was going to lead to them uh, moving off that pick. Same thing with Washington. Some activity with the calls there. Not uh, not anything that they considered. Chase Young was their guy. So as we've kind of been forecasting for some time, that's how the first two picks was going to go. And so it did. So we get into where we thought the draft was going to start, and that's with the Lions. And, you know, there was – um, 
a little bit of a discrepancy inside their draft room as to how they saw these guys. They love Jeff Okuda. That's that's complete. Everybody in that room is a believer in him. <clears throat> there were some philosophically that preferred to go with Derek Brown because you build the team from the front in that philosophical approach, you know, was heavy in that. Now, I, I think if you look at my board, had him in the same grade, uh, very high. I mean, you're you're talking um, only six guys with – really seven guys with early high first-round value. And Derek Brown and Jeff Okuda are two of them. So you're free to pick either one. Philosophically – the defensive lineman is what helps you win more than the corner. It just does. Um, and the best way to help your defense is your play up front, your defensive line, and depth of it. It is the one position that if you are on the offensive line, for example, I mean, as long as you got a great starting five, um, and you've got some versatility with an interior offensive lineman and a tackle that allows you to put a guy in in reserve, you're pretty good <clears throat> going into a game. On the defensive side, you better have eight. And, and if you're not effective with eight, when you get into your six, seven, and eight defenders, you become very vulnerable. And then, yes, you're – Coverage is hurt more. So you do need cover guys. But just philosophically, front helps the back. Now, the thing about Derek Brown. Again, you always hear me say people don't know. They know who the player is, but they don't know the player. Derek Brown is not a great pass rusher. He's a stout run defender that can push the pocket, but he's not going to get you a ton of pressures. And so the fact that he wasn't a difference maker there affected it. If if it was, <clears throat> pardon me, um, that type of player, I think that's where they were going to go. So in the end, what they said in that draft room is, look, we're going to go with the better player. It might be that the front's more important, but we're going to take the better player. In their eyes, they thought it was a CUDA, and, and they did it, and that's re- resulted in their decision. The Giants, look, pure and simple, they want to fix that offensive line. They drafted that quarterback last year, Daniel Jones. That's who Dave Gettleman um, really, you know, likes and kind of is what his whole future, short-term career and potential long-term career, if there is one with the Giants, it, it really is going to come down to, how well he plays, and they got to fix that offensive line. Well, they get a plug-and-play guy that they like a great deal, and you don't have to worry about him going forward. Was it the best player on the board? In my mind, no, but a very good one. And, you know, for me, I'm I'm probably taking an impact guy on the defense, and I think, um, you know, Javon Kinlaw, Derek Brown, I mean, uh, Simmons, you've got some other options there. They weren't going quarterback. You can make the case, get another receiver weapon, probably a little too high. 
they were thinking offensive line all along. And Thomas was the safest, soundest, securest, best guy. Um, he's a better tackle prospect than Wirfs because Wirfs, with his lack of length, is probably going to be in guard or going to be limited at tackle. Still very good, but limited in comparison to Thomas. So he's a plug-and-play guy, uh, certainly a neat pick and, and a quality player. So then comes the conversation, as we said along. Are the Dolphins moving up? You heard me say it. I wouldn't have risked it. I would have, I would have moved up three, and I would have taken two because I didn't want to miss on him. Hey, gambled. He was there. Happy for him. Happy for Tua. Happy for the Dolphins. Congratulations to them. Cut a franchise quarterback. It just, for them, a little bit of exhale because, you know, maybe they were comfortable with another quarterback or another option that if you were gone. I tend to think when you get into these situations, my experience tells me you you really like one better than the other. And obviously we know who that is. So it's great for them. And, look, I'm happy for the Chargers. I have said for the longest time that it looked like, you know, Burrow and Young and Akuda, probably a lineman for the Giants, and Tua. And then I thought the Chargers would go with Herbert because I thought Tua would be gone. It's exactly what happened. Love the fact that the char- – and, and anybody sees the board, yes, 6-4 grade. They're – more development with Herbert, less intangibles with Herbert. Still a quarterback with a lot of ability and a lot of upside. You have to go for that. Tyrod Taylor, for all the plaudits given to him, is not the answer in the Chargers long term. But you know what? They sold and, and said every said everything about how he's their guy and all that, and that's great because you know what? He's going to be the starter right now. They're going to sell that all off season, and they should. It takes the pressure off of Herbert. And then going into the draft, you said, because you don't know for certain that Herbert's going to be there. So it made all the sense in the world to say it. And I'm not saying they don't believe in Tyrod Taylor, but I think it's pretty obvious that they know they've got to make sure that they secure the quarterback position because you're picking that high. And there are good quarterbacks available. And you don't address one, you're going to be picking high again. Again and again. And, look, hedge your bet. If Tyrod Taylor takes off, plays great or whatever, you've got resources and something that very few people have. If any, is just multiple quarterbacks that can play. Good move there. Carolina <clears throat> gets their big space-eating player at seven, Derek Brown, who we talked about. How high on my list? Carolina at eight. Um, and, you know, Carolina, real quickly, is the great defensive lineman they've had for some time. Boy, they continue to, you know, they, they find it and do a really good job. They've got another one in Derrick Brown. The Cardinals take Isaiah Simmons. So that's that's where you go, and that's how you figure out how you can make a player like this be so effective for you. <laughs> Really good get for them. Jacksonville, look, they just jumped on the next best corner. 
To me, I'm taking Kinlaw. I'm taking maybe a receiver, but they thought because there's depth at receiver, they thought, well, let's go ahead and do something different and get a corner that we're not as deep at corner. So they take C.J. Henderson, a really good player, then cover in the slot, cover outside, really good player. The Browns needed a plug-and-play tackle, got one in Jedrick Wills, who's got left tackle feet. Again, right-handed stance, but a right-handed quarterback protecting the blind side of a left-handed quarterback in college. If he can make the adjustment, the left-handed stance, which is not easy, but it can be done, then you've got your left tackle to go along with Jack Conklin. you got bookend tackles. So now you've got Thomas off the board. You've got Wills off the board. The Jets come in at 11. They don't take Tristan Wirfs. They aren't worried about the length a little bit with him. They take Makai Becton. The upside of Becton is tremendous. He's a project, no doubt, but a big, big time talented. Very, very gifted. Absolute need for him in the run on the tackles. You could make the strong case that they could to where you'd get your choice of receivers, but that offensive line drops off a little bit more depth-wise than receiver, and that's why they made that decision. Draft board tells you that, right? That's, that's what it's telling them and everyone else. Raiders at 12 take, again, what do we always say? Oh, the Raiders love Judy. They love C.D. Lamb even more. You know if people are putting that out, it's not what they're doing. It was rugs. Now, I'm not saying they didn't like Judy or Lamb. I, you, something's wrong if you didn't. But Henry Ruggs, the fastest guy, tough guy over the middle, most upside, like they love him, obviously, a lot. The Bucks get their right tackle. May Look, he may end up having to be guard. He'll be a great guard. I think he can be a good right tackle. I think he can play early, tech technician, so it helps. It fits. It's a plug-and-play guy for the Bucks with Brady, gives them bookend tackles, and while you're going to have to help him a little bit with speed off the edge, just such a good technician. Maybe the best value is right there at 14. The Niners get it. <clears throat> the Niners know how to build a team. And I credit Kyle Shanahan for that. He's the guy that's making the decisions on what they do and how they do it. John Lynch works with but mostly for Kyle Shanahan. Kyle Shanahan has always been the guy that says, we need to build at the line of scrimmage and we can figure out the skill position stuff. Now, certainly receiver made a lot of sense. Javon Kinlaw, are you kidding me? Top five player in the draft, you get him at 14. You trade DeVaris Buckner. You dump a lot of money. You get a pick, and you end up getting a player that's as good or better, potentially more explosive, and now you've just got 
well, the best defensive line in football gets deeper and deeper, and what do I say? To, and, look, you make it to the Super Bowl. I, it, I get it. They didn't win it. Made it to the Super Bowl, and the quarterback did a nice job, but it was like driving the car on cruise control. It's about play up front, defensive lines dominating. It's making the secondary play well. It's, you know, the offensive line, the run game. Look, Garoppolo's has a chance to get better and better. But he was, you know, he was, I'm not saying he wasn't along for the ride. That's that's seems like a backhanded, you know, compliment or a, a backhanded criticism. It's not. It's it's just a well-built team, and you get a good value. Now, they're not going to take a defensive lineman if Kinlaw's off the board. So the rest of the league helped them there. They're taking receiver there at 14 if Kinlaw's gone. You don't pass up that pick. And that's a move obviously made. They move back to get it, though, because their intel said Tampa's moving up for the offensive lineman. So they move back. Still got some work to do. Still think they're going to add some pieces. And, oh, by the way, we'll get to it a little bit later. Added Brandon Ayuk, a big-time playmaker from the slot, later. So now you've got that weapon on offense in a defensive lineman that's a big-time talent. That's getting it done. The Broncos wanted Henry Ruggs. Remember we said they were looking to move up, looking to move They wanted to move up for Judy. Well, it wasn't really going to be necessary anyway, but maybe they might be in a position, might have a need to move up. Well, a lot of that was overblown to begin with, but certainly the leak of when you hear that they want to move up for Judy, you know that's not true, right? They wanted Ruggs. Ruggs is gone. Judy, Lamb are on the board. Absolutely great pick. Jerry Judy's outstanding. And the whole... Well, the knee issues, that's a non-issue at all. Atlanta gets a good corner in A.J. Terrell, a need pick. Good player. You know, not 16th best player in the board. Um, you know, more like, more like you know, 32 range, but it's okay. I mean, you, you, look, the Falcons have done this. The Falcons have gone in and taken need. We need... We need that impact safety. We need that, that edge rusher. We're gonna, they take more for need. And they get, you know, a little lesser player because of it. But they, they play to their scheme. They play to what they are. A.J. Terrell is going to be a starting quality corner, pure and simple. He's going to be good and I think can be better than just quality, can be really good. Is he the best player on the board? No. They left better players on the board. You know, they were going up and looking at a corner and looking at an impact defensive lineman. There wasn't any there. They didn't have – heck, I, Ross Blacklock, who I love, is still on the board. Kinlaw, Brown off the board. I'm sure they like C.J. Henderson. This guy's the next best player on their board there. And they just weren't crazy about anyone else. And, look, they weren't going to take the best player. They weren't going to take a – a C.D. Lamb or somebody like that. Now, they'd be a better team if they did that, but they kind of fill a need short-term, and it's short-term move. The The Cowboys get a great player, 
great value in C.D. Lamb there. Dolphins at 18, get their quarterback. Got to fix the offensive line. Look, this is where you wonder a little bit. You know, you get some picks, and um, you wonder what guys like Tunsil and particularly Minka Fitzpatrick would have meant to that team had they kept him. But be that as it may, Austin Jackson is a talented young left tackle feat uh, lots of growth room, and I think can be a quality left tackle. Is it the best player on the board there at the time? No. But that's you know that's how they see it. The Raiders come back with Damon Arnett. Damon Arnett's a good player. It's a good corner, played opposite Akuda, played with good technique, stays in phase. You know, the issue is probably didn't need to take him there. And I don't think that opinion of where he was going to be taken, you know, I think, did they get value there? No. Got a good player. Jacksonville gets a really good quality player in Caleb Von Chason, an edge rusher. That's a top 12 player in this draft. Gets upfield, rushes the passer. Um, Big-time talent. The Eagles get Jalen Railer. Speed, quickness. Playmaking ability a little bit higher than I would have liked, but they're looking for the speed. Justin Jefferson, yes, he ran fast in the 40. Doesn't play to the same type of quickness and speed as Jalen Rager. Outstanding slot. Great pick for Minnesota. The Chargers moved up ahead of the Saints. I do think the Saints like Kenneth Murray. I don't know that that was their pick. Chargers thought so, moved ahead of him, got Kenneth Murray. The issue is, can Kenneth be really effective in deep coverage in deep drops on third down? Love him underneath. Love the way he breaks on the ball in coverage. Love his instincts in the run game. Uh, Good player um, for the Chargers. The Saints take Cesar Ruiz. A lot of frustration there. A lot of folks thought Patrick Queen and local guy. You know, this happens a lot in that you get a lot of folks in Louisiana. It's, you know, they follow LSU, they follow the Saints, and they really don't know football outside the area, uh, and that's including the media. Uh, they didn't have Patrick Queen rated that high, so they weren't ever going to take Patrick Queen. Um, they love Cesar Ruiz. Okay, let's talk about who they did take, because they could have taken a Ross Blacklock, who I like, Maybe they'll have him have him rated as high. And AJ Epineza is kind of a another Cam Jordan type of guy. You know, uh, Xavier McKinney in the secondary, who I like a lot. Um, you know, um, an edge rusher like a, a Gross Matos, a corner like a Christian Fulton or a Jalen Johnson, who's you know both have, in my opinion, good skill sets. Uh, still on the board, they went with Ruiz. Higher-rated player in their eyes. Now, for me, you know, I don't have them quite as high. Had them at 43 in the same grade as those other guys I mentioned. They just like him a little bit more. Here's the thing about, particularly when you don't have a lot of picks like the Saints did not. Um, the the people take for granted of the offensive line in New Orleans how much emphasis, how much focus they put on it, and how important it is to their success. 
I've said this and explained this for years and years, that the interior offensive line is far more important than the tackle position in the Saints offense. Uh, offensive line. Um, they drafted starting center Eric McCart last year, graded out very well. They've got Andres Pete and Larry Warford, an aging player at right guard that it's probably going to get beat out by Ruiz. We'll see if they keep Warford or not. Uh, we'll see if they maybe clear some room and add somebody else that's more of a swing guy. Or if they can afford to do it and Larry's playing well, now they've got four starting interior offensive linemen that gives them flexibility. Because I'm going to tell you one, when Pete went out and you're playing clap in the game, it's a different ball game. And stuff doesn't work. Stuff is getting busted up. You've got to be able to run the football. You've got to be able to protect in the interior. And this gives them four for three spots that can absolutely do it. So whether it's Warford as a swing guy, whether it's Ruiz as a swing guy early, these are guys, they've secured their interior of the offensive line. So it's it's really a comfort level that if they, in a long season, struggle with depth, and every year now they've had one or two of those guys that go down, and it's a problem. You can also, also play Pete out at tackle. So if you have an injury at tackle, it's not ideal, but Pete can go out at left tackle. Now you got Ruiz and Warford and McCoy. So you've got some answers. So because Pete's got position versatility and you sign, because McCoy and Ruiz have position versatility, You've got that. McCoy goes down, Ruiz is at center. You get a tackle, go down. Pete can play a tackle, particularly left tackle. So it gives it's look, it makes all the sense in the world. Now the issue and the frustration with picks is you could have also had somebody else. This is why having multiple picks, the Saints have you know, they have the shortest, smallest number of picks of anybody. You can't do a whole lot. Yeah, it would have been great to be able to throw in a linebacker, a corner. That's why if you can get an extra pick and you can have a maybe a, a couple of picks, three picks in the second round, this is where you can get good if you know how to draft well. We mentioned again Brandon Ayuk put the Niners at 25, gives them a slot guy, makes a lot of sense. Um, now the interesting couple of interesting picks. The Packers take Jordan Love. A um, lot of intrigue on that. How ironic. It seemed like yesterday I was talking about, do you see the Packers take Aaron Rodgers? What's Brett Favre going to think? Well, it's happening again. It's Jordan Love being taken. 36-year-old Aaron Rodgers. Brett Favre was 35 at the time, and we know Brett played in his 40s. Jets, Vikings. Interesting. So here's the interesting dichotomy. And by the way, 
Saints could have taken Jordan Love and tells me that either they weren't completely sold on Jordan Love, Sean Payton wasn't, or they just, you know, felt like that was the best opportunity for direction for them to go. Um, when you look at this move, there's they're not done. They've got a chance to help their roster around Aaron Rodgers the rest of the draft. But as we said after round one, there's um, – Look, I don't know that they had a receiver ready as high. And this is one of the things about a draft room that people don't understand. They obviously like Jordan Love. So they obviously had him rated highly. They, they, they obviously didn't have a receiver that they were excited about. So they maybe didn't have a T. Higgins rated as high um, or a Denzel Mims rated as high. So – they took a guy that they think can be their future quarterback. In theory, as a GM, you like this quarterback, it makes all the sense in the world. You, it, The ones that struggle are the ones that need a quarterback and have to go out and get them. You never can get them, or it's tough to get them. You need to be very lucky to get them when you need them. The best way to do it is to get them before you need them, stash them and develop them, and then when – you need them, you pull them out of the closet, and they're there. You know, if this guy is their future quarterback, and it is close to being the type of success that Aaron Rodgers has, well, then everyone's going to say, what a genius pick. If it's not, then it'll be looked at as not only did it not work, but you missed on maybe a player that you could have had because there'll be players – in 2020 hindsight, that you'll look at and say, man, they could have had that, and that could have maybe helped Aaron Rodgers, you know, in the next year or two win a a Super Bowl. Then Jordan Brooks comes with the Seahawks. Here's another example. Well, they could have gotten him later. Eh, probably not. A lot of other people liked him. I don't have them graded that way. Again, our people, and I encourage you to get a membership to LandryFootball.com. If you see where I've got him graded all around, that's all around value. And because I have him as a 5-5 grade, which is high fourth-round value, that's based upon all-around all skill set. And that's based around for the league. The Packers think they've got another, you know, Bobby Wright in them. I mean, a guy that can be – in space, can play well in coverage, and that's what they want their linebackers to do. I think other people saw him that way. I certainly think other people would have taken him in the second, and that's fine. I don't grade players where some they're likely going to be taken. I grade them on what their value is in the league overall, and we'll look at it five, six years down the road. But again, if you have situational role, which Pete Carroll does, He's going to value certain players. This athletic guy that can't play at the point of attack but it's like a cover guy that's like a big safety linebacker that can roam, that's what he likes. So he takes him. Is it too high at 27? I think so, only because they're better players on the board. But that may not be 
the direction you want to go in terms of need. And people, as much as I say don't do it, people do take need. And people look at, I want this. It's like me telling you, it's not really prudent to go and buy, I don't know, that suit that costs $1,000 when you could probably get several of them or a few of them that's a better value. Or, you know, why not buy a more economical car or what have you? Some some guys, they that's this is what they want, and they go out and get it. And it's not the player's good. There are a lot of good players. If you listen to the reports and you look at the value and see what I think about them, there are a lot of good players in the fourth and fifth round and even lower. I just think there are better players on the board than Jordan Brooks. It may not be better players for Seattle and what they're wanting to do. Just in a view. Now, Patrick Queen, again, I think that's great value for Baltimore. First time the Ravens have ever taken an LSU player, by the way. <laughs> like him a lot. Isaiah Wilson, I think a little bit of a reach for Tennessee. I think Isaiah's a good player. Not a tremendous reach. Got a mid to late second round value on him. <laughs> good player. Want a physical run blocker. It's a gap scheme, folks. What do I say if you listen to the report? Yes, he's a 6 overall, but he's not going to be. For, for a team like Tennessee, they like that. That's fine. The Dolphins, Igabani, a guy can run. Press cover, run guy, a little high there, in my opinion, is, but guy is really fast. And then Minnesota with Jeff Gladney. Really good corner. Moved down, still got a good corner. They like him. Do I think he was the best corner on the board? No, I like Jalen Johnson a little better. I like Christian Fulton a little bit better. You know, um, but it makes some sense for them. They like him. And certainly has a lot of ability. I know Zim likes him a lot. They got Justin Jefferson on their earlier pick, and that was Kubiak's guy. He thought Kubi, uh, Justin Jefferson, Kubiak, Kubiak thought Justin Jefferson was the best receiver in this draft. So they've got they've kind of got that role played out. That's what people need to understand when you're talking about good bet. That's why you don't see me talking about, oh, this guy screwed, this team screwed it up. Oh, sometimes I'll look at it and say, it's not what I would have done. But not, not a lot of, you know, this is awful type picks. And then the Chiefs ended up with Clyde Edwards-Alaire. And, you know, I'm going to be honest with you. Love Clyde Edwards-Alaire. They think he's his Brian Westbrook. I would have taken DeAndre Swift because I think DeAndre Swift could do a little bit more in the run game. And I think he's also really good in in in, uh, in receiving skills. I would have taken Swift, but Clyde Edwards is outstanding as well. I gave him the same grade. I gave him the same grade. Um, they're both 6-4 grades for me. I got them stacked. You know, Swift, Taylor Dobbins, Edwards, Lair. But for the Chiefs, for me, would have been Swift, Dobbins, then Edwards, Lair. But Ed, Clyde Edwards, Lair is outstanding. Going to be as good as anybody in the screen game. And it's going to be their Brian Westbrook. I think Swift... He's just a little bit better than that. 
Still a good pick, just may not be the best pick. Now, I can tell you this. Don't know where Swift's going to go yet. He's going to be taken tonight. Um, Kyle Edwards-Alaire is probably going to have, you know, a more productive career in that offense. Well, you know, numbers are going to be spread around with all that talent, but he's going to have a lot of opportunities. We'll see where Swift goes, and he may be called upon to be more of the feature part of that offense. But, listen, um, interesting night, a lot of picks. Send me your questions. All right, so as we get into round two, so many good players. Got some first-round talent, like uh, A.J. Epinesa, Ross Blaylock, Xavier McKinney, Christian Fulton, T. Higgins, Grant Delpit, Yatir Grossmatos, Jalen Johnson, all top 31 players in this draft still on the board after pick 32, in my view. Marlon Davidson, Josh Jones, a really good left tackle. LaVisca Chenault, big wide receiver, Colorado. Jonathan Taylor for a feature one-heel cut down the uh, downhill back. About three technique, Neville Gallimore, Justin Matabuke. One, an edge rusher that can rush from an up or a down position in nickel. About Zach Bond of Wisconsin. Denzel Mim is good a red zone receiver in this draft. Trayvon Diggs, return specialist, zone corner. J.K. Dobbins. How about Anton Winfield? A little mini Tyron Matthew. The best tight end of the draft, Cole Komet. Maybe a Kyle Rudolph type of guy. You know, Kyle Duggar, uh, K.J. Hamlin, uh, Jeremy Chin, Terrell Lewis, Curtis Weaver. You know, you've got some Ashton Davis at Cal Berkeley, Jordan Elliott at Missouri. Got a lot of good players still left on the board. Um, We hadn't even entered round two. And, And there's with, let's see, looking at, there's been, um, of the 53 second-round grades, 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, 6, 7, 8, 9, 10, 11, 12, 13. Remember I said you got 11, only 21 first-round grades. You got 11 picks. What second-round grades are going to have to go in the first round? Well, got 13 of them. And, um, you know, so you've got a lot of good players. Now. You start looking at the numbers. Uh, a Van Jefferson, a receiver from Florida. I mean, you can just get going and on. Josh Yushi of Michigan. A lot of those guys going in the third round. So we're going to have a big night on Friday with a lot of guys that are more what I would call, you know, value guys. And if you can get more of those guys, sometimes you get the two for one. You get two guys that one of them may be as good as guys that are picked Top 10, top 12 in this draft. You got more of them, and you got more possibilities. So we're going to have into the third round a lot of these guys that I just mentioned in the second round. They're going to be there in the third round. And then we're going to get into Saturday when we get into the fourth round, and there's going to be a lot. There's going to be more trade conversation from Friday night to Saturday morning than any time because you really are going to have some second-round value into the fourth Lots of third-round value into the fourth, pure numbers, and there's going to be a lot of positioning. Remember I said that's how I got up, traded top of the second round to draft Derek Mason, Pro Bowl receiver, Pro Bowl returner, big part of a Super Bowl team. I mean, you know, it's there's going to be a lot of that. 
So keep it tuned. We'll be certainly here to update you. We will update you on Twitter at Landry Football and certainly update you on LandryFootball.com. Pick by pick, evaluation by evaluation. Send us a line if you want us to. Certainly we'll address some things here on uh, the next podcast that we have. Um, Again, thanks to our great friends at 401k Generation for bringing you this podcast. They're licensed in all 50 states. They are the experts in money management and investments. We'll handle the draft. They handle financial expertise in consulting. 1-866-998-5879. is where you need to go to reach out to them today. Hey, appreciate you joining us. Check us out at LandryFootball.com. You hadn't had a chance to join, do so now. You won't regret it. Appreciate you. Talk to you next time, everybody. Hey, guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun, too. It's a thing, and now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun, Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino-style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere, and each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VGW group. Void prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.